authors. It's Dario White. Welcome back to another podcast episode. I hope you guys enjoyed the weekend. For those of us that had to go to work because we're no longer on spring break, I hope you have a great first day to all the teachers out there. But I just wanted to go ahead and post this episode kind of like a recap. I participated, for those of you that have been looking on my Twitter page, I participated in the self-publishing conference for this year that's based out of London through Ally. I can't remember exactly, I think it's, I can't remember the acronym itself, but if you follow Ally on Twitter, you know what I'm talking about. Selfpublishingadviceconference.com, I believe is the website. But I was listening to the sessions and I think it's pretty cool. I've never, I mean, I have yet to travel to a writer's conference. I do plan to do that in the future, but to participate in a writer's conference, this was my first one. So I really found it extremely informative, extremely informative. And I'll just say a couple of things that I took away um, that I think that were the things that stood out most to me. One was the segment by Derek Murphy. For those of you all that have heard of him, he's the creator of Creative Indie. If you don't follow him on Twitter, but he's, I've followed him uh, probably about a couple of years back and I think I'm subscribed to his email list. So I get emails from him. So he's known for reaching out and providing uh, resources for independent authors. So his segment was on author identity and your website and uh, really creating your brand. So that really stood out to me as someone that is still starting out and trying to still find her place in this writing world because there's a lot of us. It may not seem like it is, but there's a lot of us and a lot of us are in the same genre. So you may ask yourself, okay, I'm in a class with science fiction writers. What makes me different from the other science fiction writer or if you're in the romance category okay we all write sweet romance what makes me different from so-and-so or how am I different from this bestseller you he really does give to perspective on the things that you need to consider in order to create your own brand and show your own voice so that when readers look at your material they'll know okay this is Daria's material and they'll know your voice and they'll know your style and they'll follow you as a loyal reader so I took his advice especially when it came to the website I've been working on my website I am going to go ahead and invest in my domain name so it is going to get shortened in the next couple of weeks so it won't be dariacom.wordpress it's just going to be dariawhite.com so I will shorten it so it's going to be a lot easier for people to find but based off of his advice making the changes my website looks a lot cleaner and simpler <laughs> and uh believe it or not I'm a simple girl at heart I'm now I don't mind you know trying new things and I don't mind um you know just to see what I like like I don't mind stepping outside the box but I'm kind of a person that's like hey if it ain't broke don't fix it so while I would love the fancy stuff on my website and I'm not hating on those that do have that stuff he really gave the perspective of look that's okay but you really want to focus on you know your material and he gave an example he had a mock website up and he really just said look keep it simple don't worry about the fancy stuff if you do have it make sure it's not too distracting because you really want them to get to your material and he gave uh some examples like on his uh front home page it had um a button to click that said win a free copy of a book 
or something that gave the reader incentive. He's like, you want the reader or the person visiting your website to stay on as long as possible to where they're actually looking through your material. So whatever you have, make it interesting enough and intriguing enough to where they'll stay on that page and they'll go to other pages, the about you section, they'll look at what's available with your upcoming material, if they want to find you and follow you on social media. So, but keeping it simple and clean and you know, just as, you know, professional as possible, because I was trying to, you know, make all the fancy stuff. And while that works for some, I know that deep down, that's not me. I don't mind it. But like I said, I'm a simple girl at heart. So I like how you just say, just be yourself. So if that's not you, don't worry about it. Keep it simple and just focus on what is it that you want them to see? What do you want to catch their eye? Do you want them to see that you have a free copy of your book? Do you want to show a picture or two, but make sure that it's legible, make sure that the font isn't to where they can't read it. Make sure that everything is just you know, make it as comprehensive as possible for people. Make it as simple as possible. So that was an interesting perspective on that. Another thing that stood out to me, and I can't remember all of the author's names that spoke and that gave their opinions and they did post whether it was an, a video or whether it was an audio interview that they did with the conference. But another writer was talking about writing your book without an outline. Now, for those of us that don't outline you probably liked that segment but for those of us that feel like we need a plan that may have shocked you a little bit so I was a little bit shocked so we'll take a quick break and then when we come back I'll tell you about that particular segment as well as a few others that I ended up finding some valuable advice from so we'll be right back Welcome back, authors. I am discussing on what I took away from the self-publishing conference sponsored by Ally. The I can't remember the exact acronym, what it stands for. I'm going to have to learn that. So for those of you that know it, good for you. But there was one particular segment that stood out to me. Um, I can't think of the guy's name, but he is a best-selling author. I believe he's on the New York Times bestseller list. And his segment was on how to write your novel without an outline. And like I said in the last segment, for those of us that don't outline, we were like, yes, thank you so much. But for those of us that do need a plan and we're plotters, you probably found this a little bit disheartening or a little daunting even. And when you listen to his interview, it may come across as if, look, we're, you know, we're just sitting around making up stuff like like writing should be fun. So if, if you're listening to it and you're not really having an open mind about it, it could come across as if he's saying, yo, don't waste your time with outlining. And we're just making up stuff in our heads. That's all we do. Don't say you're tired of writing. Really, you're not doing actual work. You know, you're just sitting around making up stuff. That can sound, you know, some some people can misconstrue that. But honestly, I took the chance and I listened to the entire interview. And once I finished watching his interview, what really I think his point was, don't take it so seriously. I think a lot of us stress over what we're going to say in our books. For those of us that, you know, now if you're in the nonfiction category, I mean, I don't know what it's like to write nonfiction, but for fiction, yes, you are making up a story. You are coming up with the plot. You're making up characters and you're making up a journey from beginning to the end. So yeah, in, in a sense, we are making up stuff, but I don't think he was just saying it like, look, you know, get over yourself I think it was more of you know the fact that he loves what he does he's a writer and of course with him 
you know, being older, you know, he's from a different, he's from a different generation than those of us that were born, you know, in the nineties or the two thousands, or those of us that are millennials and we're writing. So he's coming from a different perspective. So we can't take that as, okay, wow, he's just being blunt about it. I think it was more of um, the fact that he loves what he does so much that he doesn't consider it work. So he doesn't call writing a job. He doesn't call writing, oh my gosh, this is so hard. And I took it as, you know, just enjoy what you do. Now, he does say that as he begins a story, he will get his notepad and start taking notes on the side. So he does, in a sense, outline, but he writes it as he writes the books. So if he writes something in a particular chapter that stands out to him, he'll go ahead and he'll dictate it to his notepad. So he was, I, th- I really took it away from as just enjoy the process and trust the process. That's the title of the podcast really is trusting the creative process. Now for me, I do prefer to have an outline in the beginning. He was saying, don't do that, but every author is different. So I prefer to have at least some type of a map to where I know where I'm going and yes does it change do I stick to that particular outline no I don't I mean believe it or not there have been plenty of outlines that I have written out that I thought was going to go with my story but then as I wrote it it did take a life of its own and I did decide you know what I did write that in my outline but I'm going to trust that the story is going to go this way so I personally think it's about finding a balance because there was another segment with another author that said you need to outline you need to have a type of plan and you can write your novels faster if you use this method that she was recommending so some authors say outline some authors say don't outline and you may be like well what do I do what's the right way I don't believe there's a right or wrong way the point is get your story written (laughs) at the end of the day you want to write that book don't let it sit in your head because you're going back and forth because someone's said I shouldn't outline but you are a plotter or don't get caught up in you know well I'm outlining you know and I shouldn't or maybe I should but I'm really not an outlining person and I don't know where to start don't get don't get to the point to where you don't do anything at all so that's why it's important and I've said this even with my episodes in this podcast when you hear information like that please sift don't take what someone may say verbatim and you may be thinking well I think I should because this person is a best-selling author here but you have to remember yes they're a best-selling author but your story is different so what may work for them in their journey may not work for you because we're all different so that was something that really really stood out to me there were a few others there was an author interview where they talked about having a YouTube channel. I'm still thinking about that because they were saying that in reality, while a lot of people are on YouTube, it's still a small enough pool to where you won't get lost in the shuffle as a writer because nine times out of 10, how many of us have blogs, AKA I do. So the blog world is already saturated with bloggers because we naturally think, well, I'm writing a book. I might as well write a blog and post on a weekly basis. Whereas you kind of throw people off in a sense, if you do a video vlog. So even though it may feel like everybody is on YouTube doing the exact same thing and okay, how am I going to be distinctive? They really stress on just being yourself and presenting the material. If you're going to do writer's tips, make sure you have the information there. Go ahead and give the information out. Show a little bit of your personality. Again, you know, being yourself and just having fun with it and showing things from your perspective and see if you gain a following that way. So there was a lot in this conference. So again, if you were able to participate and you read the posts and you listened to the interviews and you watched the video interviews, please sift. I I, I had to tell myself that. <clears throat> 
excuse me, I had to tell myself that because it can get overwhelming when you're hearing all this information and you think, okay, well, this person has made it. They're making money off of this. They're successfully independent authors and, you know, they're able to quit their day jobs. You may feel like I have to do all this stuff, but remember, you have your own personal writing journey. So don't feel as if you're doing it wrong because of what somebody else is doing. I I think, I can't remember who told me this. It... I, I, I would hate to say it and I know, but I still think it's relevant. Don't compare someone else's successes to your failures. So just because you haven't made it doesn't mean that you won't. So don't compare where you are right now that, that you feel like you're struggling and it's not working out to someone else who's already made it. You don't know their journey. You don't know how long it took for them. So just remember that. Trust the process. Trust that, you know, hey, you're getting better every single day. That's why I call this podcast a writer in the making. I know some may think, well, you are a writer. Don't say that. Like some people say, don't say you're an aspiring author. But I'm not saying it from that perspective. I'm saying it from the perspective of, yes, I am a writer and I'm proud of that. But I'm also wanting to get better every single day. I know that I haven't arrived. I'm not at the epitome of writing. So I consider myself a writer, but I'm still in the making. I'm still growing. I'm still trying to be humble and learn from others who are better than me, who've been in this longer than me. So just keep that in mind as you're on your writing process and journey. So I hope all this was helpful. Again, if you participated in the conference, I mean, I hope you got something out of it. And just remember, if you wrote a book, it is already unique because you wrote it and no one can write a book like you. So God bless. And I'll talk to you guys later. Bye.